0: Hello everyone and thank you for watching Principal Living. Today I have a special guest. His name is Albert Preciado. He is the CEO of The Mortgage Guys. I think he has a lot of great value that will help you guys. So we are, are here to learn his principles about life and business. Thank you for being here, uh, Albert. Uh, we we'll really appreciate it. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: And so if you don't mind, Albert, if you can uh, give the audience a little bit of background, a as far as like who you are, what you do, and, and a little bit to let us know a little bit about yourself.
1: I'm a simple guy, just like like you, like a lot of the, I relate a lot to the Latino millennials because mm-hmm. I'm a Latino, I'm a millennial, and, and I started from nothing. So people, a lot of times people say they had this growing up, they had that growing up, they had all these struggles, they hit rock bottom, they did drugs, they did uh, drinking, they partied, and they had all these things that happened, right? And they use that as an excuse as to why they shouldn't be successful. So I I started when I was six years old and, and I was I remember my dad used to be a painter. Mm-hmm. He still paints He and he paints the, the, the rooms here and, and, and all that, he likes to work. But I remember one time my dad, I told him when he came back from work, I wanna go work, I wanna go work. What do you do? Because he, he used to come back with his white outfits, all, with paintbrushes With a lot of paint? Pa- yeah, paint all over. So I thought it was like blood because he used to go out there and fight. like bad people and things like that. So he was my hero. He took me one time and that house happened to be like a mansion in Beverly Hills. But now I found out it's it was actually Bel Air. Mm-hmm. It was a big Bel Air home. And I told him like, wow, look at this house. And I, I told him, why do we live where we live? Because we used to live in the ghetto. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't say the ghetto, but I said, why don't you live here instead of where we live? And then I said, why don't you have this red car, which was a Ferrari. Why don't we drive this, this other car, which yeah. was not, a, a, not an amazing car. So he told me, oh, well, that's not for us, son. And I remember that like vividly. It's not for us, son. So that, I think that sentence that my dad told me just changed my, my mindset and created a drive in me that, that I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be the greatest. Hmm. And no matter where I came from or who I was, I didn't even know who I was, I wanted to be the greatest. And then it ended right quickly because my parents had decided to send me to Granada Hills where it's like a white community. Mm -hmm. And it's maybe three, four students were the only ones that were colored, meaning black or Hispanics or Asians or something else besides white. So I went there and then right away I started getting attacked and made fun of because they didn't speak English. It was just Uh all Spanish. And then that's when my life just kind of like... When, went crazy, and it was like a, like a hard change, and I had to react
0: so do you, do you think that it was more like the exposure you had um, with the bigger house, the better car that kind of triggered something in your mind saying like why why yeah, definitely. why am I not here
1: It triggered me to think big okay. to want to not care about what uh, my parents and and hispanics and family thought was normal for us for mm-hmm. them normal was being average and and I when I saw that I said well why can't I get that now I see a bunch of these guys that are worth hundreds of millions and multi-billions and I say like well that's what I'm going to do and then it's funny because I could anticipate like five years from now looking back and being like man I remember when I used to say that and then just creating a new goal which is one of the things that I always keep doing I keep adding a bigger goal Okay. Like when you came here the first time, we had one office. Yeah. Now we have four. Now we have almost the whole floor. Correct. Like this whole, like you can go around. Like it's it's and it's, what like two years I think. I believe so. Something I think like it's that.
0: some somewhere about two years. So just to break down, um, and it's awesome. I think you you've done a lot of progress, and coming from a Hispanic uh, background, I think it's it's great. Um, one thing that I kind of want to put together is if we can talk about what do you, what do you think are the main three principles you have used in your life to get you to where you are now?
1: Well, the number one is having some balls, which to some- be courage. Okay. <laughs> so the first the first employee that I that I hired mm-hmm. it was scary because. I wasn't sure. I mean, it's just scary. It kind of sucks if you if you have to tell somebody I can't pay you anymore uh, or people probably won't even tell the person they can't pay them. They'll probably just tell me, hey, you know what, I got to let you go because you're not that good or uh, like it's not it's not what we expected. But when you have to tell somebody like, hey, somebody that left another job to come work for you and then you got to let them know that, hey, I can't pay you, you got to leave. Mm-hmm. It's not it doesn't feel good. It's it's like it, it, it's it's not. It feels horrible, and I've never had to do that. And when I hired my first employee, I was scared. I mean, that was my first real employee because before that, I had a I call it a, a an assistant that wasn't that the brightest. Mm-hmm. I hired an assistant, and and she wasn't the brightest. Mm-hmm. But the reason why she wasn't the brightest was because I paid her two thousand a month. Mm-hmm. So, when you're looking for an assistant, you're gonna have an assistant that's probably 6000 a month and one that's like 2000 a month. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's 2000 a month is probably gonna be somebody that needs the money and is desperate and doesn't have a job because she's not good enough or she hasn't been hired because her ability isn't that good. Mm-hmm. But if you hire somebody at 6000 they could probably make you 60 extra thousand. Mm-hmm. But you don't do that because you're worried about the, I have to pay 6000 mm-hmm. so that's a risk. When I got an office here, Huge risk because here it's it's pretty expensive. It's kind of where you come from. You come from uh, yeah. up north, right? Yeah. It's, the Bay it's Area. A, it's pretty expensive over there, right? Yes, it is. So if I get an office in East LA or so, or, or somewhere in the like somewhere in the in the ghetto areas in up north, yes. Uh, I think uh, I mean I don't want to say ghetto because it sounds a little bit bad, but some of the inexpensive areas, correct, which are rougher, there's probably more gangs, more more shootings and things like that. It's going to be cheaper. But I didn't want to get an office over there. I wanted to get an office here because this made me think bigger. And mm-hmm. I always grew up watching this street, this block, uh, because I used to watch Entourage. So I came here and instead of paying 1500 bucks for an office, I paid 5500 for this first office. And that was a big change. It was a, It was risky. Mm-hmm. But then because I always took those risks, I just kept on pushing myself to the limit. Mm-hmm. And every time I tried to push myself to the limit I, fi- I found out i was capable of more and mm-hmm. then i kept on investing my money into mentors which they're expensive and it's also a risk what if they don't work out <sighs> so taking risks and, and being courageous is number one because without that you can achieve anything
0: so would you say that it's more like trying to step into the unknown in order to achieve more kind of Breaking boundaries within probably mentally, because I, I think that everything is more mentally. Yeah. Like once you you think you might not be able to, to a, achieve a certain a certain um, a certain level, but once you get there, just like you said, you, you, you think about it and you're like, man, I have the potential. So kind of doors start opening. So stepping into the unknown was kind of the thing that that yeah. drove you to it. Into is in it is the
1: beginning, but I'll explain with the second principle that that I'll go into, which is okay. Getting a mentor. When you, when you don't have a mentor, when you don't do any self-improvement and have a mentor, you just wing it. So you're mm-hmm. just like, like, like steps, she's going to be like, oh, well, let me work with this guy. He seems kind of interesting. Uh, he seems kind of cool and, and, and on stage and, and does his life. So let me take a risk with this guy. Maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe it does. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know. Right. Okay. And, and she just jumps into this guy, this fool, and she's like, well, hopefully it works hopefully he doesn't go out of business but she doesn't know but then after it ends up working out but like when you don't have a mentor Mm -hmm. then you're just gonna like kind of jump in and do it and then you're gonna you're gonna make a lot of mistakes you're gonna lose a lot of money and you're gonna get knocked on your feet a lot of times Hmm. but when you start getting mentors which are expensive the more you pay for something the the better results you the better product it's gonna be because the best products are not free Mm-hmm. Nothing in life that was great, uh, that it that no great investment was free. Mm-hmm. So everything costs money, and you know that. Like you have to yeah. go and spend money here, spend money there. But then you create relationships, and then you have somebody like Patrick, who tells me, "Hey, implement systems, operations, invest money in the CRM, get this, get that." And then you have somebody like uh, Grant, in the past, that told me, "Hey, get real estate, invest, get a, get, get get a four unit, get this, get that." So then I learned that, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to get a four-unit property, even though my parents told me it's risky. Don't Mm -hmm. do it. What if you lose it all? And I'm going to do this driven event, even if my mom told me, don't do it. What if nobody shows up? I told her, I guarantee you that I'm going to fill it up. Oh, okay, well, now that you're going to fill it up, what if you get a heart attack because of all that stress and all these people? (laughs) So no matter what I told her, I'm going to do this, she was scared, Mm -hmm. and it's because you know she's she's scared of the unknown, like you said. It's it's, yeah. it's good, but once you get mentors, now it's maybe it's the unknown, but you have a mentor that's telling you go for that, and they're approving it, and they know what they're doing, what they're saying. So you're just gonna follow your mentor.
0: So would you consider a mentor more like a in a way a support system, and and a person to kind of cut down the time for you to reach a bigger goal. they definitely
1: cut time but they also see your blind spots so like like a lot of the times you think you're cool you're making a lot of money and and it's like oh it's Thursday let's have a is it it's three o'clock is it time to open up a champagne bottle let's open up a champagne bottle and let's 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 start it's a Thursday and you're you're winning you're making money so you think like yeah it's all fun and games and you're like and 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 you're you're doing that right and Mm -hmm. you don't watch it because you think oh well I'm making money but you're killing your momentum by distracting yourselves so mm-hmm. a mentor sees that one time Patrick uh, he told me hey I've uh, I've noticed you've been uh, having a little bit too much fun like you've been like like out doing these party things and I've seen you drinking quite a few times and I'm like hmm and then <laughs> I just des- I, I I decide okay let me go 30 days no not a drop of alcohol and i was so focused those 30 mm-hmm. days and i said well i'm going to do 3 months and mm-hmm. then i always put these challenges mm-hmm. because when you get to a certain level to a higher level it's harder to improve when you're mm-hmm. w- when you're all the way down here and, and you're like very very limited in intelligence it's easier to like to like improve Just but, step but when you're like an Ed let it's harder to improve mm-hmm. because you're so almost perfect that what are you gonna improve in? Like he, this mm-hmm. guy does three days and one day, he's always grinding. He never stops. He always has so much energy. He has. He's a father. He's a husband, and he's traveling like every day and, and doing all these things. And every like Bobby Castro, unrefundable minutes. No minute yeah. goes by that is not uh, valid um, for him. Like how do you improve when you're at that level? Mm-hmm. So it's harder to improve. So you gotta figure out. Well, how am I gonna improve? Like maybe. Maybe I'll, I'll hold off 30 days to open this bottle, okay. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. So they keep you on check, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Exactly. So they keep an eye on you. They keep you in line to pretty much if you have somebody to be next to you and you tell them your goals, let's say, they they keep you focused and they keep you aligned to where you want to go. Yeah. Is that kind of what a mentor has done to for that you? That and,
1: and a lot and a lot more. Like okay. I think that. You, you need courage to get a mentor. But when you, when you, if you don't have a mentor, like I've never met anybody that's been super successful without a mentor.
0: Hmm. I mean, who? Yeah, I don't know anybody, actually. Most, most people that I know, especially like people that have uh, written books, they're always around a person that was doing what they wanted to do. Yeah. And then they, they learn from them and they apply the, all the knowledge that they got from them and to get to the level they were at. Because yeah. they're showing you, just like you said, right? Like if somebody's uh, at a higher level than you, then they're looking around them at the same level they are, right? So they, they are able to get you the right knowledge to get you to the level they're at. Yeah, and I'll and add and bring something you up.
1: to that. A mentor is somebody that you study every day, mm-hmm. but you could still learn from everybody else. But I have like this rule that I'll learn 10% from outside, but a mentor yeah. is 90%. I, I study them every day. Every morning I'm listening a little bit to my mentor, but you, I mean, you could even learn from stupid people. Just do the opposite <laughs> and, and, and you'll, you'll be successful.
0: You can always learn a bad as well as a good yeah. thing, right? So. And,
1: and even like kids, uh, your grandpa, your grandma, your mom, your dad, they always have valuable uh information Mm -hmm. to share there might they might not be the experts for business but they're the the, they know a lot of stuff the experience the traveling all of that stuff is 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 valuable so sometimes they have the most uh interesting conversations with with older people because they just have so much experience and they want to learn from that experience yeah and then with technology now like I mean we could we could go on and on with different things but technology is key like like you could be a young billionaire and you don't have to wait till you're 60 because you have technology now technology is speed
0: mm-hmm.
1: like uh, like my friend right here in front of me like he's he, he looks young but he could he could go through all the he doesn't have to read a book anymore he could there's like these books that are compressed with the most valuable information of a book and, it, and, it's, and you could hear it instead of reading the whole book. Hmm. Is, it a, is it the same as reading the whole book? No, but you could access that in 40 minutes, just hearing it as you shower. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how many people say, oh, I read a thousand books this, this year. But it's like they get the cliff notes, I think they call mm-hmm. but they get all the best information from the book read to you. So imagine if, and then there's podcasts. There's people like like Ray Dalio getting interviewed. Mm-hmm. Worth eighteen billion. You listen to all those podcasts, and now you're smart. Something that you never learned in school. Correct. So, like my friend here, that's like eighteen or nineteen years old. Like he could be a twenty-five year old billionaire if he listens to all that data and applies it. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to wait till he's sixty to like buy a jet or buy anything like that.
0: Correct. Uh, would you agree that technology helps you to accelerate? something that before, just like you were saying, you, you can compact all the information into something, pretty much getting the, the most value out of it and compacting it and taking it in, in a, in a different form. Just like you were saying uh, before, you know, hundreds of years ago, yeah. you will have to go through books and, and spend a lot of time. Right now, you can accelerate all that, just get the, the best out of, out of a book and just apply it right away. If, if you don't mind, just one statement that I, that I, that I learned from, from a guy, he said, success is knowledge being applied. So as long as you have a lot of knowledge, it doesn't mean anything, but if you apply it, and that's one good thing that I heard about, about you and I really liked, that you said, you get all this information and you apply it. Do you think there's a, um, something that stops people from getting all this knowledge since you, you're just like you were saying, it's, it's all over the place but people don't apply it. Do you think there might be might, There's a reason for that.
1: I think they're insecure.
0: Insecurity.
1: I think they're insecure, and when you get a mentor, it it, it takes away the insecurity, because they they're kind of like a coach. They tell you like, go do it, and you listen to them. Like when when Ed Milet gives me some advice, and Patrick gives me some advice, Bobby gives me some advice. And when the billionaire upstairs tells me something, I go all in. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this guy. Cause then you go like you you get uh I'm sure you get business advice from uncles uh, cousins and, and people when like over the weekend or when you see them when you have family gatherings and they give you business advice and you're like. Well, this guy, this guy or this lady that I mean they're not that successful. Like, why am I gonna listen to them? <laughs> and then and then you have somebody like me or you have somebody like uh, you run into Ed Ed Milet and he tells you, this or, or Bobby Castro he's like hey this is the way you should do it and and then you're like. hmm. Well, this guy has $300 million of real estate. He's He has $300 million, uh, $333 million that he got paid cash because he sold his company for a billion. Maybe he knows a few things about opening the company. Maybe he knows a few things about real estate. Mm-hmm. So you listen to those people, and that's what I do. Like, I listen to people that are great at what they do. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to Patrick David on how do you invest real estate because that's not what he does. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to listen to, like... Uh, like a the person, a personality, like an influencer, like those people with millions of followers and YouTubers, correct? I'm not going to listen to them on that advice on how do you create uh, an agency like PHP, like Patrick did and with systems and operations and all that stuff. I'm not going to listen to them. I want to listen to Patrick about that. So what I did is that's why the first driven I had four. I had four business principles, mm-hmm. so I had sales and real estate. I mean, that, that, that's two, but I had sales, so I got Grant Cardone for sales, mm-hmm. which he also talked some about real estate. Then I had Patrick with David for systems. Then I had Brad Lee for training. because very important, which this could be to the third one, which is discipline. Definitely. And then I had and then I had marketing. And I had Ty Lopez. Okay, right? so marketing is huge, but discipline, I would say number three. Like what if what you repeat, you get better at everything. Like when you repeat, you get better. The first time you did something wasn't, it's not going to be the best, the, the best results you got. Mm-hmm. Like it took me like eight months for sale, like to take around on, on, on a date. It <laughs> took us like years for us to have Italia. So okay. like we had to like practice, we had to get better at it. We had to get better at everything. <laughs> and, and 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 like when you open a business, the first time you try to open a business, many times you fail. Correct. And then you try again, you try again. But you can't quit so whatever you repeat like when you work out one time you're not going to get the results you want but when you repeat a month two months three months six months a year you're going to start getting in shape and now like for example me like I'm I'm not in the, in the best shape right now but because I've been doing that for so long I maintain myself like I'll get like a lib like I'll, my belt it'll get a little bit tight and I know okay I just have to like get a little bit more extreme for two weeks And I'm back Hmm. but but I've been doing that all my life that it's it's easy for me to just maintain basketball same thing like you're not gonna get good with the first free throw so it's discipline which means repeating 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 which uh, is this your mind every single morning my first five hours consist of self-improvement and exercise Hmm. so it could be three hours of self-improvement and exercise it could be me listening to, uh, even when I'm showering, I'm listening to some self-improvement. I'm not just showering, listening to, uh, to uh, uh, a rap song or, or some song. I, I don't listen to music when I shower. Some people do. I listen to something that's going to teach me something when I'm taking a shower. Mm-hmm. So every morning, first five hours, most important, that's my first part of, of my day. Okay. So you know how there's three days in one that you could do? Correct. So the first part is self-improvement, working out. And me visualizing and thinking about what am I going to do for this business? What's my next innovative campaign? What crazy what crazy thing am I going to come up with mm-hmm. to disrupt the industry? What am I going to do to crush my competitors? Yeah. What am I going to do to like... Uh, I'm always thinking about ideas like how am I going to grow this business? So my first five hours is the most powerful and most important time. Like my first five hours, like I don't take any phone calls about... Hey you know the, I, we need you for this fire that happened and then like that's why I wake up really early because mm-hmm. I don't want and then Italia wakes up really early so I have to wake up extra earlier so that because she wakes up at six, sometimes earlier and when she w- wakes up like at seven, I'm like golden because okay. she wakes up and I have this little rule that when she wakes up like I just put my phone down and I give her like 30 minutes because mm-hmm. sometimes 10 minutes and she gets she's already done with me. she wants to <laughs> she wants my attention for 10 minutes. And then she's just like, oh, I'm going to go do something else. And she mm-hmm. forgets about me. Okay. So you don't have to spend all day with your kids. But I think it's bad when your kid comes and you're on your phone and they're like, hey, Papa, Papa, Papa. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like this because you're not giving them the full attention. It's like if I'm right here texting people as I'm talking to you. Just ignore like, them. Like you have just to be focused. And mm-hmm. every, so that's why my first five hours, most powerful mm-hmm. hours, and I'm focused. And that's what keeps me getting better every day because every day I want to be better than the next day. Every day I want to have more money in the bank. Every day I want to be a better leader. So every day I want to get better.
0: So would you say that the first point that you got was consistency from what what I understood? And it was more like being consistent, making sure that every day you're moving towards your goals. And second one will be for the first five hours to be, I don't want to say selfish in a way, but keep that, that time for yourself. Yeah. like pretty much focus the first five hours of your time for you and that way the more you improve in yourself the better you feel doing exercises and self-improvement you are able to bring more towards what you're what you're going again uh, for so towards yeah. i mean towards that's, your goals.
1: that's huge because it's like sharpening the knife the axe Mm-hmm. Like if you're just using the same axe and you're just trying to chop the tree, I'm, I'm pretty sure you heard about that before. But if you take if you sharpen it, you're going to cut the tree faster. It's like if you don't do 5 hours of self-improvement again a, a day, then you're not going to get any better. you mm-hmm. You're going to get worse. So when you do those 5 hours a day, you're imp- you're working on getting better, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have problems, you're going to fix them faster. Mm-hmm. When you when when you have uh when you have to come up with an idea to double your income you're gonna come out come up with that idea because you're getting better yourself when you have an argument with your girl you're gonna you're gonna be smarter because you learn probably a thing or two in your five hours of self-improvement so you're gonna be able to like let me make a better decision let me Mm -hmm. use this word instead of that word and maybe she won't get mad at me and then you guys have better communication so there's so many things you can improve on not just not just financially but mentally, communication, uh, persuading people, uh, how to be a better negotiator, how to, how to, uh, how to come up with an, with, with an innovative campaign. Innovative campaign is something that's different. Mm-hmm. Something that, uh, which I'll recommend you this book, I'm pretty sure I have, but Blue Ocean Strategy, it teaches you about being different. Being different, yeah, being different in your industry for me the mortgage industry nobody in the mortgage industry drives a ferrari look it up google it you'll you'll never find a mortgage guy that drives a ferrari mm-hmm. and i did this 5 years ago so 5 years ago was now it's maybe a little bit easier well maybe not right now cuz of the whole corona thing but yeah but everybody was starting to get new cars and all this stuff but i did it 5 years ago 5 years ago it was like almost impossible for any mortgage person to have a ferrari
0: mm-hmm. so i
1: did it because i wanted to disrupt the industry and i wanted to get all the attention. So when I got it, all the mortgage people were like, what is this guy doing? What what is he he selling drugs? Or I I don't know, what is he doing? (laughs) People didn't think I was a mortgage person. So then I showed everybody, hey, if you get into the mortgage industry, you could drive a Ferrari. So then what happened? Now everybody wanted to join the mortgage guys and everybody was joining a company. It was easier for me to recruit. It was easier for me to get Grant Cardone's attention, Patrick McDavid's attention, because I had that Ferrari. Mm -hmm. If I was driving a, a three series BMW, nothing bad if you have that car but if you if I'm driving that car and I tell Grant or Patrick hey look I'm successful millionaire I have this business they're gonna be like it mm, doesn't seem like it but mm-hmm. when they got that car they were especially five years ago they were like it got their attention mm-hmm. and that was kind of like my my way of creating attention whether it's good or bad attention but people I got their attention and that helped me scale
0: okay so just to to kind of put it all together um, I, I really like what you were saying, and, um, and I have a quote that I really like to, that, that is, it's always been in my head, and I really think that it's, it, it just fits exactly what you said, and it actually comes from the Bible, and it says, If the axe is dull and the edge is unsharpened, much strength is needed, but with skill, success comes easy. So just like you said, when you improve yourself, it's easy. You're sharpening the blade. So I think it was fitting into that, into, into what you were saying perfectly. So I really, I really like that. Yeah. And just to, to, to wrap it up, um, you said your, your third principle will be discipline. So being able to, to, to keep yourself disciplined on a daily basis. Is there something that you do? I don't want to call it a ritual, but is there something that you do on a daily basis to to get you to that mentality. Well,
1: it could be a ritual or routine, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it all starts by jumping out of bed. Okay. Like I jump out of bed. Like when my eyes open, I jump out of bed. Literally. Yeah, when my eyes open, whether it's 12.30 in the morning, whether it's two in the morning, when my eyes open, I jump out of bed. I don't give myself 10 minutes to think about it. Oh, you know what, it's 12.30, my mom said it's not healthy, I'm gonna get more wrinkles, I'm going to start getting tired earlier in the day. I don't start thinking about all that nonsense. I wake up when my eyes open. Cause sometimes you're, you open your eyes, right? And then you, and then, and then you just start thinking. Like especially if you're a big thinker, mm-hmm. like, like you. like if you, if you have all these ideas and dreams and goals, when you open your eyes, I'm pretty sure you start thinking about, I have this idea. And then you can't sleep anymore. Yeah. Or maybe you wake up and you go pee and you have this really long piss. And, you get, and, and then by the time you're done, you're like, you're disruptive. You can't. Yeah. You can't even go back to sleep. You go back to sleep, and then you're laying. You're rolling in bed for ten minutes, trying to go to sleep again, and then it takes you forty minutes to go back to sleep. So, I, I have this ten minute rule where if I roll in bed, ten minutes, like I get up. Mm. But for the most part, I I already got over that. So when I open my eyes, I just jump out of bed. I give a kiss to Italia first, then uh, Berlin, and then Sale. And then, I, and then I just go out and I start my routine, same routine as, as every day, mm-hmm. including my, my days where I skip the gym. One time out of the week I, I skip the gym, just once. Mm-hmm. But I still do self-improvement when I skip the gym. Mm-hmm. So my routine is five hours of self-improvement, two hours of workout, and, and that's my morning. That gets me started. Mm-hmm. So I never skip that. So imagine practicing five hours a day self-improvement, practicing an hour and a half to two hours of workout a day, Practicing every day, just jumping out of bed, you don't get a moment to like consider, well, maybe today I should negotiate, or maybe today I should um, just roll in bed for 40 minutes. It's just wasted waste of time. So
0: would you say that it's more about taking action as soon as possible and yeah. don't add time to it? Yeah, because yeah. you know, that,
1: that's how you eliminate fear. Mm-hmm. Like if you're scared of, like I'm pretty sure the first time you did an interview or a podcast or anything like that, you were probably a little bit nervous, right? You were were more nervous and now you're less nervous or maybe you still get nervous, maybe you don't get nervous, but the first time you get nervous. Mm -hmm. But if you don't set a date and you say, I'm going to do this podcast or I'm going to speak on stage in front of 500 people, 1,000 people, 2,000 people, if you just commit to it Mm -hmm. and then you don't think about it and then when it's time to go speak, you just go up there and you start speaking, five minutes you probably mess up you probably stutter a little bit, but then you start talking and then you grow confidence and then it's like, wow, I did it. But if you if you try to prepare and you have, want to have the perfect speech and then you're thinking about it, like you get the fear increases. Hmm. But one way that, I, one thing that I do to eliminate fear is I just go for it. Just take like action. If I see it like like not right now, but before when I was single, I used to think a lot about like, oh, let me approach that girl at the bar. And I said, well, let me get a drink. Oh, let me get a second drink. Now, you know what? The third drink is going to make it. Like, I'm going to be like, so relaxed. I'm going to go up to the girl. When I started just going up to the girl, my conversion rate just went off the, the roof.
0: So taking Things. action. Taking right action.
1: That doesn't let you get scared. Like, the fear goes away.
0: I love that. So taking action right away helps you be in discipline. Yeah. So taking away the fear and just focusing on what you got to do like at that moment. when you
1: have to pick up the phone and give somebody bad news, when you have to pick up the phone and tell a client something, people are scared of the phone. Yeah. It's like this phone is gonna like kill you. Like it's not gonna kill you. It's not gonna eat you either. So you just pick up the phone. Hey, I got this news for you. And then you will be surprised. They'll say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Like Yeah, actually I'll I'll take the deal that you have. But people are scared to give the clients a deal that's not the best because they think, oh, they're gonna say no. But if you just pick up the phone, give them the deal, they'll probably say yes, you don't even know, but just go for it.
0: So instead of thinking too much, just once again, take action and take whatever comes. Yeah. Don't be scared. Eliminate fear. Don't,
1: don't, don't, don't be, a don't be <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> So just to, to wrap it up, we learned from, from Albert that we can apply three principles to be successful. The first one is to, to have courage, or like he said, um, get some balls. And uh, getting a mentor to, to be able to expand faster as well as keeping discipline on a daily basis. So once again, Albert, we do wanna thank you for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, One last thing that I was gonna ask you is if anybody is looking for a mortgage or how to contact you, how can they get in in contact with you? The
1: easiest way is just Googling my name. Just Albert Preciado on Google, you'll find all my stuff. uh, And my favorite one is Instagram. So Instagram is the Albert Preciado, but just Google me and you'll find me.
0: Awesome. So I will put a link on on the bottom as well. And once again, thank you guys for watching and thank you thank you for thank being you here. Man. Thank, thank you, you for having
1: me.